This week's top cannabis stories. Missouri has third best opening sales month ever among recreationally legal cannabis states. Legal action against Tilray, investor alleges false claims on inventory. Clerical error nearly shuts down 85% of Michigan's cannabis businesses. South by Southwest, which political party will legalize weed nationally? Cannabis companies are having trouble winning over institutional investors. Hi there, and welcome along to this week's edition of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Quick reminder, if you haven't yet, please do us a favor, click the follow button in whichever podcast app you're listening to this in. Now let's get into those stories. Missouri, third best opening sales month ever. Missouri has registered $102.9 million in consolidated medical and adult use sales in its first full month post-legalization, according to the Dales Report, the third highest aggregate total ever recorded by a single state in an opening month. The publication says that the strong rollout has benefited from a well-administered medical cannabis program established in 2018, with the first dispensaries opening in late 2020. However, some consider the state's program conservative compared to others due to a limited list of qualifying medical conditions and limited number of dispensaries and cultivation facilities which have impaired access. The publication highlights this will soon become a distant memory, with the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services issuing licenses to 207 dispensaries in February. Legal action against Tilray. Investor alleges false claims on inventory. An investor is publicly suing Tilray Brands, Inc., the Canadian pharmaceutical and cannabis company, and one of the most popular cannabis stocks out there, according to Benzinga. Investor Michael Hudson has accused Tilray of breaches of fiduciary duties, unjust enrichment, and waste of corporate assets, and violations of the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. According to the publication, the suit states the first category of false statements relates to the value of Tilray's inventory and its gross margins, and the second category of false statements relates to the entrance into and the value of the company's agreement with Authentic Brands Group, ABG, which the plaintiff claims was made to prop up the stock price and was actually not as good as it was claimed to be. It reports that Tilray told Law 360 that the complaint is substantially similar to the other derivative complaints filed in the Southern District of New York and in the District of Delaware, which has stayed pending the outcome of the securities class action motion to dismiss process, and that the company believes the underlying claims of these actions are without merit and plans to defend them. Clerical error nearly shuts down 85% of Michigan's cannabis businesses. Last week, the Michigan cannabis market nearly came to a total stop due to what's been acknowledged as a clerical error, according to Benzinger. According to the publication, the Marijuana Enforcement Reporting Tracking and Compliance metric reported that more than 85% of the 800 cannabis-licensed businesses failed to pay a monthly service fee of $40. However, most had no idea they were late with the payment. However, shortly after, Metric confirmed that it was all a clerical error, with the actual number of companies that were more than three months late with their payments only being 11%. Brian Hanna, executive director of the CRA, stated, For us, this is concerning. The industry works very hard and every day to use the system correctly. 
The industry is going through hardships right now, with the prices being so low, and they don't need inaccurate data and poor communication from metric. South by Southwest, which political party will legalize weed nationally? We are at a critical crossroads in the cannabis community right now. A lot of good people are still locked up for cannabis trading. The legal industry is collapsing under the weight of bad regulatory frameworks at the state level and a lack of any legalization plan at the national level, writes Andrew D'Angelo for Forbes. D'Angelo highlights, however, that for the first time ever, both major political parties have bills to end cannabis prohibition in the House of Representatives. These include the Moore Act from the Democratic Party, which has passed the House two times, but has languished in the Senate, where the Democrats have not been able to get it passed. The State's Reform Act from the Republican Party, which has been submitted by Representative Nancy Mace, but not yet voted on by the House. Representative Nancy Mace and Congressman Don Young will be joining D'Angelo on a panel at South by Southwest, where they have an in-depth conversation on the path forward for federal cannabis legalization. Cannabis companies are having trouble winning over institutional investors. Writing for Bloomberg, Peyton Forte explores the cannabis industry's ongoing difficulties in winning over institutional investors, an issue that will be coming up more frequently as the market grows and more states legalize cannabis use. Forte takes a look at exchange-traded funds that target investments meeting environmental, social and governance standards needing to consider the legal status of cannabis, the lack of timeline for federal legalization and its impact on fund prices. Wall Street isn't completely shying away from cannabis, writes Forte. EQM Indexes introduced its Global Cannabis Index in 2019. It includes companies such as Canopy Growth, Cureleaf Holdings and Tilray Brands. The firm is in the process of building an index to cope with more stringent ESG guidelines in the European market, according to co-founder Jane Edmondson. And now briefly in other news. The Department of Justice has launched an application form that people who were covered under President Joe Biden's mass cannabis pardon can fill out to demonstrate that they were granted clemency. Oklahoma adult-use cannabis vote could spur market expansion or MMJ crackdown. The Law Library of Congress has issued a milestone report on hemp regulations, comparing how countries around the world approach issues such as cultivation, product testing and licensing legal businesses. Canadian cannabis producer Atlas Global Brands entered into binding letters of intent to buy majority positions in two cannabis pharmacies in Israel. On Tuesday, Oklahoma rejected a ballot initiative that would have legalized recreational cannabis use by adults 21 and over. The vote saw 63% vote no, while 38% voted yes, with about 90% of ballots counted as of Tuesday night. The head of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, says the agency remains committed to expeditiously carrying out a scientific review of cannabis. However, he's emphasized that the final decision is up to the Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA. The New Jersey Economic Development Authority, NJEDA, announced the launch of a new eligibility assessment tool that integrates the first phase of its cannabis equity grant program. While some cannabis companies are exiting California's difficult regulated market, others are staying focused on the state and have plans to grow in 2023. And now, Europe's headlines. 
Business Can's European Cannabis Roundup includes Germany's illegal adult use strategy. Police and Crime Commissioner in the UK calls for rational, evidence-based conversation around cannabis in this week's Business Can interview. NHS licensed medical cannabis prescriptions grew 45% last year, but situation as intolerable as ever, reports Business Can. Czech Republic journalist convicted of publishing cannabis magazine, according to reports in Cannabis Health. Grow Pharma joins T21 to help patients access more affordable medicinal cannabis, according to Cannabis Health. They also explore how cannabis may have helped Prince Harry's mental health, the science and expert opinion. Ananda Developments takes big step towards revenues and potential NHS funding with £2 million MRX Global Acquisition, according to reports in Business Can. Landmark UK trials to study cannabis-based medicine in complex pain conditions, reports Cannabis Health. And Business Can's European Cannabis Stocks Review, a Canda implements 110 stock consolidation, IMC slashes 20% of staff, and more from Dan Can Pharma. This month, Prohibition Partners will be launching edition 8 of the European Cannabis Report, our flagship industry report and the most widely read resource in the European cannabis industry. Later in May, Cannabis Europa 2023 takes place in London, which will see over 1,500 delegates inside the iconic Barbican Centre sharing learnings, networking and moving the industry forward. After last year's success, we'll once again be holding a small curated expo alongside the conference. Talk to our sales team about positioning your company as an authority in the European market. The links are in the show notes. Cannabis Events We've got a few upcoming events to invite you to, and we're really hoping we're going to get to see you there. Cannabis Europa London takes place on the 2nd and 3rd of May. Join policymakers, entrepreneurs, innovators, and investors to shape the future of the maturing European cannabis industry and a market that's set to be worth £3.2 billion by 2025. The agenda is now live on Cannabis Europa's website. Go check it out. Business of Cannabis New York will once again bring together the most influential businesses, financial institutions and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day program, providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures, sought-after insights and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. Get your tickets today and join us on October the 4th in New York. The links for all of this in the show notes. Well, that's it for another episode of the Business of Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Whatever you've heard in this episode, you'll find more details of it on our website, businessofcannabis.com. If you're listening to this via Apple Podcasts, please do click the button in the top right of the playing screen to follow the show. It really helps new people to find us. I'll be back next week with another episode of Business of Cannabis Weekly.